Galatians chapter 5, and we're looking at the verses of 7 through 9. Galatians 5, 7 through 9, as Paul, as Paul is writing to the churches of Galatia, um, and he's writing, writing a letter to the churches there, and to the church there, and we're going to go over this uh, the verse here in Galatians 5, 7 through 9. So Galatians 5, 7 through 9, I'm going to read, I'm going to read all the way through here chapter 5, starting at verse 7. It says, Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? Just Paul asking that question there to the church. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you, and in verse 9, a little leaven leaveth the whole lump. And so tonight, basically we're going to look over these, uh, look over these uh, verses in the scripture with the, with the whole question of who's that, who did hinder you, and are you that who within that whole question. So before we begin, uh, just go ahead and just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, just thank you once again. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Allow us to come together once again to, to, to study your word to, um, and to just glorify your name. Lord, I pray that you be with us tonight as, uh, as, the, as we go through your word, Lord. May the Holy Spirit just flows through and may we just uh, better our understanding and just grow in knowledge and wisdom, Lord, together. Lord, uh, be with the ones that's not able to, to attend tonight, wherever they may be, provide them safety, provide them comfort, Lord. And Lord, just, uh, may this all glorify in your name. Just thank you for your love and your grace. We think that I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, so, in, so as Paul's writing this letter, um, one, one, there's some things that's going on in the church of Galatia at this time, one they have, they are they are being persuaded from um, they have the Ju- the the Judaizers coming through, and basically they're confusing. It's a sense of confusion of of uh, of the word as which the Judaizers is 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 um, is preaching a, a different type of doctrine of salvation, and the church is actually. Is, is is becoming influenced by that, and um, so how so looking at that impact of how they become influenced, we look at our impact now at with so much going on in our modern life, how so many influence can impact us, and by and then our influence can impact others, and so the so as looking at this. Just want to give you a, I guess, a, I guess a, a a scenario, not scenario, but just a, a cool fact. One, as in, I don't know if anybody tuned into the the Paralympics or have ever heard about the the Paralympics. But the Paralympics is a is a diff, it's not the Olympics, um, but it's a it's Olympus for the um, you know, the ones that's like that's maybe that's in, that has a hearing impaired, visually impaired, or not able to. Uh, have prostate limbs and able to walk uh, or physically disabled and certain, but still able to compete in, in certain 
certain type of event. Well, every four years, the, the U.S. sends a team of blind runners, so blind runners, right, uh, to compete in the summer, in the summer Paralympic Games. Now, that's just, just imagine, that's just, just awesome to see if you've ever seen it. It is it's wild. But with these blind runners comes uh, a guide. They have a, a person with eyesight to help them in their, in their, in their run. Uh, the blind runners, they complete this task in the running by using this guide. And when the guide ensures that the visually impaired or blind athlete can, uh, can train up to and, and as they're running, uh, run the right course. Um, this is usually performed by use of a loose strap. So they usually hold a loose strap or a rope held between their hands. So as the, the, one, the one that's visually impaired or blind is running along the person with sight, they're usually holding something. Now, if it's like, oh, what happened if they drop it? Then in that case scenario, the, run, the runner is on a straight path to where they can, they have a plan to recover from that. The, the runner that is, who is blind and impaired is still running. Probably you can listen to the, foot, the footsteps, but they're still running at a big, at a fast enough speed for this race. And I guess it would, say, it would be safe to say that Within those two, they have spent many time together, um, many hours together, working on the start, working on the rhythm of their pace. I mean, you can only imagine, you try with your partner, try with your friend, try with one of them, tell them one of them to close their eyes, and you tell them to run with you. And you see how it turns out. But it's so much, but it's so much um, responsibility on both of them, not only as the one that's impaired to train up, but the one that's guiding them, because the one that's guiding them cannot be slack at all. They can't have a bad diet and the other one has a good diet. No, the one, the one, they had to put in the same amount of training, and the one that's guiding them had to put in to make sure that they're good to go. So then whoever they're guiding, even though they can run just as fast and, and go on that path, um, go on that path, they have to make sure that they don't go off the beaten path. And if they do go off the beaten path, they're held responsible to be like, hey, get back over here, or find, find some type of uh, method to, to get them back in the race. And it's amazing about how I look at that and about how God also can put people in our paths, in our walk of life, to help guide us um, through, through, through our, especially through uh, um, new, newly, newly converted Christians. You know, imagine, just look back, just think about the time where, um, who discipled you? Who was that one that you looked up to, uh, the one that uh, or you seek guidance to? Um, and it's, just, it's, it's great to just, as I, as I look at that, about the blind runner and, the, and his guide, God puts people in our lives that God help guide us through. So then if we uh, come off the path and it's in our Christian walk, we have an accountability, a battle buddy in this war. And, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just amazing. And say, we have a race ourselves, and some are walking or shuffling through this long race. They say, it is, a, it is a marathon through what we go through. A course that is laid out before us with the Lord being our guide and giving his word to guide us. In a time, God's put us in the path. But like I said, that, but, the, but the accountability piece, the who, that, that accountability buddy can also hinder that runner, can also hinder that person by a sense of influence, uh, a sense of 
if if they they're not making sure that they're sharp, if they're making sure that they're not uh, on um, conditioned well, they can hinder. We can hinder the ones that we're possibly uh, discipling or the ones that influence us. And this is influencing from from the little. I know my my children. They are influenced by each other. My my little one is influenced by my five-year-old as they talk very loud for some reason. And I have a hearing problem, and I think they got it from me because I talk sometimes like, what you saying? And then I talk loud, not by just, I don't, I don't be screaming with kids now, I don't, but I talk loud in the house sometimes because I just can't hear half the time my ears ringing. But then I realized that my, by my influence, I have, I have uh, set a trend of generations, I guess, of just loud talkers. And um, now my, now our baby Abner there, he just, he points and screams and stuff. I don't understand that. I don't be screaming and stuff, but he talks loud as well. But you'll see how the influence, influence impacts, and everyone in here tonight impacts someone, their influence. No matter how old you get, you still influence others. Uh, um, I look at two, the ones that's older than me. They influence me because I look at their lives and I look at how they were, you know, how uh, the troubles they went through, the trials they went through, maybe the things they talked about. I take their lessons learned and use it. It's an influence, it's a, and, it's, and it's always, it's, uh, it's encouraging to see, see to continue with the faith and hear about their faithful walk. Matthew, Matthew 5.13 tells us, first starts off telling us um, in Matthew 5.13 that ye are the salt, that are, ye are the salt of the earth. Christians, ye are the salt of the earth. And going back to Galatians 5, 7, Paul presented a question to Galatia, who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? And that's why he said, who hindered you? Who told you to stop obeying the truth? Who led you through this, this path of just ridiculousness? Of our, this is the word was presented to you, this salvation but who told you to go a different way? Who put this thought into your head? And as I continue to say, continue to go through, ask ourselves, am I that who? Why is it why why did you stop attending? Why did you stop attending church? What happened? You know, Bob, why did you know why did so many whys of I can think about in the past of um, you know, what happened? Knock on somebody's door. Hey, I'm brother. Hey, I'm Jesse from Grace Baptist, Calvary Baptist, West Coast Baptist Church. Uh, we're just out here inviting people to church. Oh, I don't go to church no more. I do church at the house. What happened? You know, that's the question that comes to mind. What happened? And a lot of times, the answer I get or answer I hear about from either myself or my partner that's going is that something happened. I was going to church. At this time in my life, I saw this happen. This detracted me from not going anymore. This, I was following, I was going to church with so-and-so. So-and-so went this way, and I followed this way. The influence is so important. It's, it's so powerful that we don't see it, and sometimes we overlook it. The encouragement. And yes, we can, yes, as a, as a new believer comes, and, and we try, and we, and we do our best through the Lord's uh, the Lord's grace and guidance to disciple that person, we also must realize how important 
um, that as you're discipling, how important that you, that who, plays a role in where you can hinder or you can build in that whole relationship. Coming from North Carolina and come from that big Bible, I guess the Bible belt of the United States, I've seen so many, uh, so many, and also been a part of, 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 of just witnessing so many just coming up um, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a baby in Christ, just seeing it. And then before, even just getting raised in, in, in a different church, just seeing the the uh, the ones that 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 came and came and came and it's so heartbreaking to where you see that older member and they just leave and but then you see others leave and they don't realize they don't realize the impact because even though they, yes you're discipling yes the new believers is 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 supposed to, is, is is holding true to God they're also watching they're also watching us they're watching others the little ones the little ones that's that was probably attending the Christian, Christian school. Their influence, the teachers was influencing. Where, where are they at? Where, where, where did they go? Um, and, I, and I'm talking like this, not only just from, from, being, from going on a bus, being a, a bus captain and seeing, and seeing one that was, that was saved, it comes to the Lord, but only be convinced that she wasn't saved because by family member and it's heartbreaking and I know but I know the Lord I know she knows she she has Christ and that the Lord's continuing to work on her even though it's so many years ago but I said you are the salt of the earth but if we lose our salt if, if, if us Christians lose our salt then what good are we anymore we just thrown out I can't influence nobody anymore I'm, I'm lost in influence and then, since I salted my brother, since I salted my sister, now since I my salt no good, now their salt could possibly be no good, because they was reliant. They may, maybe they would say with the with the help and just teaching them. They look and they're like, well, you know, you you lived this life, you you went this route, and and now you're now it doesn't show. You you said this at church, but now your life doesn't show this. So their salt. So what's wrong? So what's happening to their salt? Or they're salting? Or they, or or they have the salt, but but they are salting in the wrong way. Um, so going back, it said said the that the problem. Going back to the, the the text, said who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? And then going going back to the story, the runner. They have an earthly guide. They have a friend, a person who has influenced them, him or her throughout their journey. Just like many of us, we have had or have now a person that influenced us. That's encouraging us. A prayer partner, a friend, um, whether they're attending this church, whatever church, they are they're, they're equally, equally yoked. They are a Christian. They are a brother and sister in faith. Um, and they, they believe the same the, the same true doctrine, the same scripture. And it's easy to, like I said, and we, we have that partner in, in our lives. And though, even though we build ourselves up, like I said, we, we always have to hold ourselves accountable. The one that is guiding, influencing, discipling assumes an automatic responsibility because they, we, can hinder, always hinder. 
and I'm a, and, I, and I say it over and over again because it it really touched. I was uh, back in looking historical ref- reference within the United States back in the the seventies and eighties. I would say nineties, and yeah, I wasn't born. I, I wasn't. I was. I probably was a baby. But you know, we through the use of. Oh, TV, it still exists, and where I'm going is that TV evangelism was a big thing. Some of y'all probably remember watching it, seeing it, hearing about it. There was a lot of, um, I guess you say, you say top ten evangelists. There was a, and, and, and I'm always, and, and even to this day, TV evangelism still. And and I'm not here, I'm not standing here to to shame TV evangelism. There's there are some good uh, pastors out there I know of. And, um, but TV evangelism, I guess you could say YouTube evangelism, um, Facebook evangelism, whatever, people who are on these, we have to be careful because they, their influence, there have been many people that have been influenced by, by them, either by uh, calling this 1-800 number and buying the, the Bible you know, prayer kit, so forth, so on, or you know, or just or following a lead of certain people in certain ways that has nothing to do scripturally. Um, they have been influenced and influenced others, and which and has changed a lot of people's paths to either where now they are continuing to build upon that path, or they have just grown cold all in general and put up a wall of just to Christianity and faith. And I. And I say because I heard about it, I hear about it so much. Even, even uh, recently, I was looking on TV. Don't don't shame me because I have TV. All right, um, but I was flipping on TV, and uh, there's two channels. There's two channels that was that's you know, there's there's like the it used to be like the the I forgot the Faith CB or something like that. Faith some broadcasting channel, yeah, FBC or something like that. But now something different. Well, it was just it was this lady, and she was on there, and um, she was you know she basically giving um, giving a version of the rapture. Um, she was basically giving a version of the rapture. It gets a little bit watered down, and 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 the good thing is that when you know the word of God, you kind of you start you start you you, you like you start like oh, okay that's not that sounds a little bit off that sounds you can't influence me on that one you know but in that. She was giving the story. She was giving. She was giving this. Um, she was telling this on this broadcast about the rapture and about one's coming. And um, but the plan of salvation was nowhere in there. It's like, hey, you think it's about to hit? No commercial. Buy the prayer kit. But the thing that it got me is that at the end, she's like, you, you know, she was telling if you if you don't know if you don't know the Lord. Then say this prayer for me. Repeat this prayer. And she's repeat. She's saying this prayer. It's a scripture prayer. I mean, she's looking there at the camera. I, I mean, I can I, I, I imagine that on the on the other side, there's like this list of long lines. Like, okay, this was saying. But what got me is that the camera is focusing on the crowd. There's hands. There's hands held high. There's children in there. And I look at the children, and they're repeating the same prayer for the Lord to come, repent. A repentance prayer, as you can say. Um, and I look and I only imagine like how many repentant prayers has been said throughout this time. 
And I look, also think about how many people she's influencing right now as I, as I watch this TV. How many people she's influencing in, in, in that audience to, to where now, uh, I guess, a false, a false uh, conversion, as you would say, in, in the audience and wherever. As I don't get me wrong, there has been many that has came across Christ through uh, teachings and preachings off of YouTube and, and TV in general. But we have to be very careful about how one, the ones we listen to, and we have, that, we have to turn to the Bible first before we use the so-called the books, I'm sorry, the, the books, the help books, we have to make sure that we don't replace the help books with the Bible. We have to make sure that, yeah, there's a lot of good reasons. I know Pastor gives a lot, and I, a lot of good reasons, and, I, and, and it is a blessing. It has been a blessing. When I was up in the Maranatha Baptist in Okinawa, they, they gave me a, 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 spiritual, um, a spiritual disciple uh, discipline, discipline on spiritual leadership. So, uh, and, that, and this has been a great book. Spiritual Depression, great book. And, I, and, and so there are good reads out there, but the main focus is that we cannot allow we cannot allow that to be our Bible. We cannot replace it. We have to turn to the scripture first. We have to ensure that, it, and sure, even if, if I hand Brother John, if I hand Brother G, if I hand uh, anybody a book in here, Sister George, if I hand anybody a book in here, I have to ensure that, one, I, that it is solid. I have to do a pre-read. Okay, hey, you know, hey, here's a book by name, said name evangelist, famous evangelist, you know. Here's a book by him. You should definitely get a read. Oh, have you read? Oh, but he's good to go. Wow. It could be total, it could be total off the wall stuff. It could, it could, it could, a little bit of Bible, a whole different direction. So as, as I'm, as I'm discipling, as I'm an influence other, I can hinder someone by giving them the wrong information. I can hinder someone by, by we can hinder someone by, by prescribing uh, a different type of doctrine without us even knowing. My influence is coming up has been, has been I guess pretty wild. It's been pretty wild. I, I say I grew up in the Church of Christ. Our, uh, my, my grandfather was a was a pastor there. It was a heavily influenced. I was heavily influenced coming up and pursuing the same path as my, as my uh, grandfather's just because of, um, just because when it was a small church, there was need of, of um, black pastors. Um, uh, the, the, the route, I guess the, the whole, the whole persona is like, you need, we need more and more. Never called um, and just, and I never understood the calling of it. But that influence impacted me to even point where, uh, there was a time in life where I just took a whole nother following, and I started listening to uh, Louis Farrakhan, and had to, and then just like, okay, that's totally off the wall. The Lord led me off, led me out of that path, thank God, and uh, and and that's it's only through the help by someone else, um, and then leading me in Marine Corps, where there's a huge amount of influence. I'm talking about you got a small town, you got a. a you got one that came from a town with one gas. Well, I say we had two gas stations. Didn't we, Tiffany? we had two gas stations. Tiffany had, in her town, had one gas station. I had two gas stations in our town, 
and a high school. And so we were cool. Yeah. But but coming from that small town to a to North Carolina, Jacksonville, where this where the city you look at now, and that's not a city. You know, I think well, maybe it's about the same size as Yucca a little bit. And, and, and but I was like, man, this is the city and unsaved. And I fell underneath so much bad influence because I was say a small town country dude. I mean, I know go go out bass fishing, go some stuff like that. But uh, now coming from people from New York, meeting people from Chicago, meeting people from Mississippi, meeting people from like everywhere, and just like, hey, let's go do this and do this. And then uh, the job I was holding, I say I'm an infantryman by trade. So uh, the the grit, the gruntness of it, the, the hardness of it, just build myself up and just persona, the influence I was gaining in all far as say it took a heavily impact where I just totally just push. Like, here's the church right here, and I'm just going to do here. But I know the church, and I'm freely going to go in there every now and again. Um, but by God's grace, they sent a, sent people by our house and just told us the gospel. And um, even by, but even though my past influence of the church Christ detracted me from Grace Baptist, because I was like, ooh, them bad people, they're old, they're old school. They have a piano, ill, don't go there. All right. Uh, it, 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 and that influence impacted me. It, it hit me hard, even to the, even to where my husband was like, I went to the church. I said the church basically was designed almost same like uh, Calvary here. I sat in the back. They started before they preached. I got up and left. They played piano. And by my path, I was like, I'm not about this. And I asked the Lord to forgive me for being in a wrong church. But it wasn't. And, and I started tearing up. But it wasn't that he was just laying heavy in my heart that. Why did you get up? Why did you leave? Thanking God that he continued to work on me and to send people away. And I finally just stopped being head, hard-headed and sat there and listened to messages, hearing the gospel. And, and, uh, and then later on, being, uh, giving my life, I was like, hey, this, this ain't it. I am too hard, too stubborn. And getting it right and becoming saved, coming a new babe, and then learning from the start. Learn from, learn back from the start. But going back, looking at the influence of how that impacted me and how we can impact, we look at it, we, can, we have to look at positive and negative in, uh, examples. They said uh, as we as we go back, as we go to the scripture, they only they looked at uh, verse eight in Galatians, like dispersation cometh not of him that calleth you. It's like, hey, you know, this God didn't say this. The Lord didn't say this. And so what we're looking at is like, hey, because like at this point, um, the Judaizers, they said they was, the churches was becoming influenced by the teachers of them. Jude, Judaizers was going there, influencing them over the subject of salvation, arguing that to be truly saved, one who professed faith in Christ also had to submit circumcision in the entire Jewish ceremonial law. I was like, how did they say that? Um, they say, hey, this persuasion, Paul's like, this persuasion coming not of him that calls you. The Lord did not say none of that. Um, but the influence was so strong, they felt it felt subject to it. And just like many in the world, we this, the influence is so strong, and our influence is so strong, we can we can lead the same, uh, we lead people down the same wrong uh, way. Now our part, now there's some positives and negatives. Kind of broke it down. So we have to kind of broke it down to some effects, and um, to help to help myself and help you. So I look at the effects of influence. So we have the family effect, as I look at it. The family effect. What is the family effect? Um, so the family effect is basically what 
uh, I guess in my life, I went through to where, okay, I was influenced. My family was raised up in this certain way. My grandfather was a pastor, so forth, so on. Uh, they led me down this kind of like weird, I kind of went down this weird path of influence of, hey, this is what right is, this is right, what right looks like. Um, but you also put in your own family, it's like, hey, uh, where either family faith, either your wife or wives, husbands, you're going to affect your wife in a positive or negative way. Children, in fact, you can influence your children in a positive or negative way, as we know. Um, and this is, this, is, this is also from children to children or children to other kids. They said the way we influence our children can influence other children. Same thing with um, if we allow opinionated uh, answers come in without turning to God's word for it, like, oh, see what the Bible says, and we just focus on the opinionated answer, then, that, then we can lead down a path of, of just misunderstanding and arguing. Some of the family facts, uh, so looking back at family facts, looking at that, that family fact or the story of the bus man, when we was on bus man, and a and young girl coming to Christ, well, her, her, her sister... Because she was, she was um, at the time, her sister was raising her and um, I think her brother. She was a teenager, and she made a profession of Christ. And I mean, it was just a glorif- it was a glorified day, and the days afterwards, and the Sundays afterwards, and we were just discipling her at church. Um, but we, so we was doing our routine visit of the bus kids, and uh, we came to her house, and her sister came, and was like, and could we, her next, we was talking to her about baptism. And uh, understanding of baptism, and say, like, "Hey, baptism does not save you." But she, and we was telling her to her sister, um, her sister, and I, I remember this because it affected me, and it, it, it proved a, a good lesson, a, a big lesson. But it affected me because I was so uh, saddened for her sister that her sister would not allow her, that her sister would not allow the young, the young girl, and I, I forgot her name, but the one that one that came to Christ wouldn't allow her to uh, to get baptized. And then also saying that she she didn't really get saved. Um, and this you talking about you talking about a young girl that's uh, she, they said she rode the bus continuously she was faithful, but by her older sister's actions it influenced her not to not to carry on. Uh, and then she stopped coming, she stopped riding the bus, and she stopped coming to church. And then uh, honestly that was the last time we saw her. Uh, to and I we only. Only, I'm gonna remember her in my head. I remember her face. Lord willing, I see her again. Um, but, and, and, but just through that impact, that influence, impact from her older sister. And you probably, you probably have some family members as well uh, that you just like you, 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 you minister to them, minister to them. But they're also watching you. Remember, they're watching you because they want to make sure that what you're saying that you're living up to it and that we're living up to it. it Preaching this way, but living this way, the pastor always say, the pastor said before we, we hear him pray preach, you cannot live. Can't, I can't say do this and then I do this thing. Right? I can't, I can't live a holy life here and live an unholy life here. I tell you that many times, on, even on visitations, you're going to see that same person again, probably out and about at the store or wherever. It happened to me so many times. It's just ridiculous. Uh, even, even the visitors here, you're going to see them again. Even though they come, even though they come and they visit and they're from L.A. or whatever, you, you're going to see them again. But the time you see them again, what are they going to see? 
You know, where are they going to see? Because that, that next, that, that second, they already got one impression of you. You know, it's nice church, friendly people. That second impression, where are they going to see? Where are they going to run into? Oh. They're like, they come up to you. You give them, like, cold shoulder. Be a lot of, you, you kind of, like, uh, introverted to them. You know, um, uh, who are you again? Yeah. Are you over there uh, boozing it up? I mean, it's it, it getting wild, but it's true because because right now in the world, there's it has it has impacted the things in the past has impacted the ones right now, it has impacted our present, and it's going to impact our future, and it's continuous. Um, then we look and say so it turns into we look at the story of Delilah influencing Samson. Delilah was hitting Samson up so many times. Delilah getting Samson to admit his weakness by questioning his love. And wives, we can do that to our husbands. My wife don't do that to me. She's not. I don't want to get on. But no, but, but no you can impact your husband in a positive or negative way. You have, to, you, have to, you have to look at that. And our husbands, since we are the, we are the head of the household, we are the responsible, we are the leaders, we have to ensure that we are influenced, we are building up our wives as well. Because they are the ones that's influencing our children, our daughters, and then also we're showing we are, we are inf- by by doing so we're showing influence within our moms, our children, our sons. My sons, they watch me. They see what I, they see what I do. How how I treat mom, how how I my faithfulness. Because they said it's looking for the real, and there's a lot. There's a lot. I, I go back to the ones that that follow the. the the follow the ones on TV or the, you know the YouTubers, so many corruptness that now shed light to like, like, oh my goodness, they let they had this big church of thousands, they let so many thousands, and sadly they they the corruptness of some type of hidden sin comes about. All those people, like Christianity ain't real. It ain't this ain't a real thing. It's just a bunch of lies, a bunch of hypocrites, hypocrisy. It's just like. This is what is their influence just impact thousands. The thousands that the ones that they, they say are the ones that they, they, they gave false teachings to, slightly now walls up. So then we look at the worldly if, effect. Let's talk about four. What we read, what we listen to, the podcast, the YouTube, the social media, whatever. We have to turn to the Bible first. We have to ensure that. Uh, whatever that we cannot use that as doctrine, we and we fall into it. Is that you know, you, we have a tendency to like? Well, in this book, this book says this about parenting. Made some really good points. I really like that author. It's great, but is it scripture? But is it scripture? Is it biblically sound? Oh, this person and they they they, they speak very well. They. Um, they can they can draw in listeners. They, they hit so many hard facts. It's great, you know. They're they're right with me. They're Republican too. They're great. They're Democrat, whatever. You know, they're awesome. But is it biblically sound? Yeah. So we have to watch because then that right there in turn we can lead somebody like, hey, you should listen to this person. You should read this book. And then we have the church effect. The church effect is 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 what I have looked into is the fellowship. The fellowship, the, the positive and negatives of how we fellowship amongst each other, how we how we influence each other. I, it's been, and I've heard so many times, 
And actually, in seeing a couple times where people lead a church of something small or because somebody, a mem- uh, one man um, that I think we was I was at uh, church in North Carolina, he he was he was uh, in charge of the the military ministry, and um, things that, he he wound up leaving the church and, and and attending a different church, but the people in that ministry left and went with him, went with him. Um, and it's, you know, it wasn't nothing that he, it was nothing that, uh, that he, um, did unscripturally or it wasn't hidden sin, I wouldn't say, um, it just, uh, he just had some art or, or there was some art there or, or problems and he, he wound up leaving and going to a different church, different Baptist church, maybe the one, uh, not a block away, but those ones that he picked up, the ones that, I guess that, that, that he was, uh, discipling picked up. And left as well. He's like, is that really biblically sound? If, if you come to time where you're just like, I don't like what the pastor says, or you come like, you know, are you, are you, are we talk amongst each other, and like, you know what? Think about leaving. Yeah, why do you think about leaving? Like, oh, well, I don't really like what, how pastor's up there talking. You know, he's talking about this, and I got this going on. I feel like he's talking to me, talking about my sin too much, or, or he's talking. He's uh, talking about this subject too much, or he don't talk about this subject too much. You know, he don't preach in Revelation too much, so he ain't hard hitting. So I'm just go somewhere else. Like, yeah, do you want to come? Sure, I'll come with you. Yep. And then there you go, boom. Now it says, yeah, by that influence, by that, by that negative influence, we have just drawn biblically. Nothing biblically, nothing biblically about it, nothing sound about it. You have just drawn that person away. From 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 your own opinion, with your own opinionated, uh, own opinionated uh, excuse or something you don't like. In a positive effect, though, it should use a positive effect. As we they say, as we pray together, and as we come together to pray, and as we as we come together, even in the small times, going through hardships, influence like, yeah, you know what, that happened to me in my life, and this is how impacting or. Uh, and this is how it impacted me, and this is how the Lord showed me and, and led me. That's a good influence. He said, um, I can influence, and I can influence, uh, you, or you can influence many by just for small words, whatever you say, either good or bad, you influence a whole bunch. If I lead singing a certain way, I can influence you in, in, a, in a whole different type of mood, especially with acapella. Acapella, I've seen, if you, don't, if you lead in a certain way, you, would, you can influence a different type of spirit. You can, yep, uh, yep. And, uh, uh, and coming from, and seeing that raising up, because Church Christ is singing, it's all acapella, all acapella. Um, and, but you see different type of, you see type of spiritual responses. You see, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's an emotional, there's a big emotional response there depending on uh, the type of tempo the song is led. But then also the church right there, if, it, if the church itself strays a little bit to the left or right, let's say if you're talking about a conference and I go a little bit off a degree, now that church can influence a whole community, impact a whole type of uh, in their area of operations, as we would say. Um, and, and they can... And they can to lead others down, uh, running down a wrong path, which is be which be a path that's probably hard to get back onto. So we got the, the family effect, the worldly effect, and the church effect. I broke it down. 
And they say amongst all the influencers, it says the influencers, that's the, that's the cool word. That's like the key word now. It's like, hey, we influencers. But all, all among all the influencers out there, we must remember as soldiers of Christ that we have to hold true to God's word, no matter what. No matter what. We have to make sure that we are not the who. You have to make sure we are not the who. And you have to ask yourself that. Am I the who that's hindering that person? And it takes one to eat a slice of humble pie to get it. You gotta eat, you gotta wake up and eat a slice of humble pie. Because you because uh, the Marine Corps has, fortunately, it has given me a skill to where I can just just so great at reading baselines. I don't understand. It's weird. It probably Kyle got it too. You know, but baselines, right? Uh, and you can see where there's a shift, a a a push and a pull, as they call it. Am I pulling this person away? Am I pulling? Sorry, am I pulling this person in? Am I pushing this person away by just my example? By they're getting their preachings, they're understanding the word. Maybe maybe they you know they they, they hear the word, they read the word, they still understand. Now is they come to me for some discipleship. Am I pulling? Or am I pushing? Am I hindering? Your walk. Am I the who? So looking at verse now, looking at verse eight. The main text said, This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. The Lord, the Lord God didn't say that, didn't say that, so why are we turning away, turn that, turn that way? People are still thirsty. People are still thirsty out here for God's word. I can tell you, even people still want the truth. I, I, I have this uh, one lieutenant that said, Word, he's a Catholic, and uh, and he's like, he's the, uh, I guess you, his devout Catholic. Um, and I always get confused because they say that, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on, but I'm, I'm it's, it's like, a, it's like a term where it's like, hey, I'm not practicing, but I'm practicing. I'm a practicing Catholic. I'm not practicing. I'm like, how did that work? I mean, it's like a light switch. I don't understand. I heard that term for, and maybe you know, the ones that's over me, y'all probably heard it. But anywho, he's practicing Catholic. He does all the. He he he, at, he um, get tasked, especially as they uh, to to lead to lead sermons or or lead uh, Catholic mass, and it's happening in Okinawa. But we still have this talk, and there'll be times where um, he'll say one thing, and he'll ask like, "What does the Baptist believe? Like, what does the Baptist?" I'm like, "Well, I guess, but there's only one way." And, I, and we'll turn to a subject or belief in the Bible. I'm like, this was belief. He's like, oh, well, I never knew that. Or I never, and I'm like, well, why do you practice that? Or I question, well, why do you practice that? And I was like, well, where does that say that in the Bible? And I know it says not to do that, but where does it say to do it? Um, and then if it says to do it, the Lord said not do it anymore. So I don't understand what you're, what you're getting at. So, um, but even with that, people are still thirsty for God's word. No matter, they can say they're, they're atheists, they got to they they not believe in something. They're still thirsty for God's word. They're still thirsty for the truth. The problem is that they have been influenced in some type of way that they have heard. They, they, heard, they heard what they thought was the truth, um, led down a direction of, what, they, of uh, what was told to be the truth. And they came to, they came to a, it was led to a, a hole in a bridge, a bridge that was like blown out by C4 or something. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. You said go down this road. Well, now this road 
This was a dead end. You brought me to a dead end. What is up with that? Google Maps brought me to a dead end. And now the thirst is just like, I'm not thirsty for that no more. Because you fed me, you told me it was water, but it wasn't. It's polluted. You gave me polluted water. And, and that, to where our duties is to now uh, work on that for understand and understand many that, hey, they're still wanting the truth. And, we're through the, and we have to dig through all that. We have to be patient and, and dig through all that fluff that was, that was fed, all the incorrupt discipleship, the wrong influence, and, and chip at that wall. Chip at that wall where patience come in. Say the Galatians fell to the influence of one's teaching, something totally not in line with what was said, what, was, what the Lord has, has just said. And they was, they was taught this by ones that presented themselves uh, as men of God. It, they, was, they, was, they was presented this truth, this, this way of, of, uh, of, of salvation by someone that was like, hey, I believe the same way you do, but you should go this way. Knock the door. Hello, I'm Jesse. This is brother so and so. We're from Calvary Baptist. Do you do you know Lord? No. It's like or you get. Let's compare salvations. Now I got hit with that question before. Let's compare salvations. Well, there's only one way to get saved, and. Um, the one that hit me with that question was a, one, a member of the Church of Latter-day Saints. Um, and it was a great read and a great, it was a great time to, to, uh, to where the fact of that, it's like, well, okay, I'm just going to shut the door on you now because the truth, I can't handle the truth. But, or, or like, what Bible are you reading from? I'm just, you got King James? I got King James. I seem like we got the same Bible here. You say the scripture is the same. Um, but, and said the, the lies was fed, the ones that was being influenced a certain way was coming from the ones that was, that was supposed to be holy, the ones from the church, out of church. And I said the ones that's out there that sees our walk, and said usually it's the ones that, that goes astray are the ones that watch the ones that's in the church, the ones that, that proclaim to live a holy life. And it also... So we look at Galatians 5, uh, turn to Galatians 5, 9. A little leaven, leaven the whole lump. A little leaven, leaven the whole lump. This is revealing the infiltrating power of false teaching in this verse. And in Matthew 16, 6. Matthew 16, 6. I'm going to turn there. So I'm going to up. Matthew 16, 6, it said that then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. So only a small amount of yeast can influence a large amount of new dough. There's, there's the small amount of influence either has been shown or how you speak can influence such a big crowd. I mean, this is like I said, no matter if, if, no matter how old you get, no matter how, or how young you are, that small amount 
That deviation can throw you off, can throw someone off the whole course. Whole course. So the question we had to ask ourselves is that one, is my influence hindering someone's run? Am I messing up? Am, am, am I, if I, if whoever I'm uh, discipling or, or my, my, my prayer buddy, my battle buddy through this race, am I hindering them? And if, if I am, then how am I going to fix it? Is my daily influence glorifying God? The second question I had to ask myself, is my daily influence glorifying God? Titus 2, 11, 12, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. My, my, my day-to-day, how I carry myself, and my influence is someone in a good way, my troubles that I have in my life, that I, how I deal with them, how I deal with my problems, Am I showing God's grace through the high hand of that? Why are you so happy all the time? Man, you just, just came out the field. You look, you, look, you, look, you look messed up like you haven't ate. You look thirsty. Yeah, but it's all good, man. It's all good. God is good. I just keep on pushing. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, what is it? Uh, old, old, old Winnie the Pooh. The, the old Winnie the Pooh, the, the, the uh, e- what's the, what's the donkey? Um, Eeyore. Are you an Eeyore? Are you an Eeyore? Well, I guess, you know, the Lord is good. I'm, I'm just been dealing with this all the time. Yep. Yep, I mean, yeah. You know, my radiator went out, but, yeah, I guess God fixed it somehow. You an Eeyore? Or you, or you a... Or you're a Winnie Pooh trying to encourage uh, old, oh, his friend, you know? Because there's been, there's, I mean, I've seen many Eeyores, you know? And you can't, and it's hard to be influenced by Eeyore. But, so, and also, also in our influence, the question is, are we allowing outside opinions influence us too much? The outside, the, the, the worldly opinions of, of other doctrines, of other uh, uh, sources, influences too much. The Lord said, Second Timothy two fifteen says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Study to show thyself approved. Studying God's word, not studying, not studying a, a random book by name evangelist. But studying God's word first, then on top of that, for extra reading, a listening to a podcast, a list, or reading that book, or so forth, so on. So, as a conclude, I say, are you that who? Let's don't be that who. Let's don't hinder. As, as we as we as we look at the as we look at uh, as the Galatians, and we look at that lesson as. Right there. So they allow a who. They allow the ones to come in and influence. So this be a great influence throughout the rest of this week and throughout the rest of our lives. And they said, eat some humble pie and, and make sure that, one, we're causing a positive influence and not a negative influence.